Good morning, Minecrafters. And I'm going to say welcome back, first of all. Uh, if you noticed, I took a little, about six weeks um, off from the podcast, so I missed it very much, and I'm back now. And the reason is a good one. I was uh, getting uh, the new Minecraft YouTube channel up and running, so please check that out for sure. So today, uh, we're going to talk about slow and steady wins the race. And, you know, uh, today's discussion, even though we did one earlier on reentry, this is different because we're further along now. Uh, it's about, you know, kind of, you know, like sort of reinventing life as we know it. So some people, I know academia is on a different schedule and kind of gearing up to go back in person in the fall. But if that's whether that's your life or it isn't, this discussion will more, will more than likely um, you know, apply to you because we're going to talk about the shift that's happening, even if you've been back at work or whatever, there's still a lot of weirdness in the air because of the Rona. There's just a lot of weirdness. You know, depression and anxiety levels are way up there. And there's just, uh, you know, there aren't enough health professionals to go around. And, and uh, you know, certainly on a positive note, many people have kind of uh, sort of taken advantage of the being home part of the Rona, even with all the weirdness in the air. And come back with, you know, like uh, a little bit maybe more physically in shape. And that we know that went both ways because people have also been stress eating. So if you have come back in, in better physical condition, good for you. And those of you who maybe haven't, um, I would, you know, really suggest to go easy on yourself and not to judge because, you know, the pandemic that has happened that we're all still in, is a trauma. You know, I've heard people say, oh, it's almost like a trauma. It's not almost like a trauma. It is absolutely a trauma. And now we've, we've all been very, very conditioned for so many things. And it, you know, it's kind of, we're trying to make that shift out of what we've been living with for a year and a half into something new and something new. We don't really know what that's going to look like. You know, and in many ways, along with the Rona happening, and all the things that happen with people's work and and work changes and losing jobs and homeschooling children virtually when they're, you know, five and seven and teenagers and it's been so hard. Huge changes with uh, higher education, you know, college and just so many things. Never mind trying to those who had babies during the pandemic, who couldn't have their partners there and taking care of aging parents and nursing homes that were so high at risk. There's just been a lot and some of that may apply to you, but also may have been good friends going through some of that. So there's all this trickle down and trickle over and everything like that. And, you know, so what we're really talking is kind of like a parallel pandemic of mental health because depression and anxiety rates are, are all right. Well, the younger, our, our young adult generation right now, we've never seen ever in the history of the United States more depressed and anxious young adults. And that was before the Rona. And then the Rona hit. And now, you know, Regardless of age, depression and anxiety have just gone up, you know, across the boards for for for, for uh, people in general, and also across the world. And so there aren't enough mental health professionals to keep up with that too. But then there's still the stigma. Like it's gotten better. It's definitely gotten better. But there's still that fear of you know asking for help because that somehow suggests that something is wrong with us. And there's that fear of not being quote unquote normal, which I don't even know what that word really is because we've all got something 
to deal with. And that's still in the air. And if we're feeling vulnerable for various other reasons because of the virus and, you know, kind of survive the fear of, 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 you know, getting it or just whatever, it just, that stigma thing just is like a heavy weight. It just kind of complicates things and makes it just tough for us to take care of ourselves. And you got to take care of you, got to take care of you. So basically, I think what we're kind of all after, even if we're not, you know, smacking a label onto it, is we're kind of looking for a cure and maybe, and to heal from this sort of psychological lockdown that many of us have experienced and all on different levels. Some of us may have been completely shut down. Some of us a little bit, but just don't feel quite right. And then there's the whole middle. And we've definitely experienced some brain fog from it. You know, Rona brain is what I was calling it. Then... Uh, the vax enter the vax, and there, you know one of the side effects from from that was additional brain fog, and so what we really need to do is kind of wrap around ourselves like a burrito of love, and really cut ourselves some slack because this has been huge. I mean, there's no blueprint for how to deal with a pandemic. You know, they happen about once every 110 years, and so there really aren't too many people around who can tell us about it. And obviously, if we go back a century, then back another century. Uh, it's going to look different because, you know, people kept records differently and many people weren't even literate if we go back a couple of centuries. So uh, just because they, you know, they couldn't be right for, for various reasons back in the earlier, uh, you know, 1800s and the farther back you go, the fewer people could read and write. So, you know, records were kept differently. You know, so that said, we're, you know, we're in, in many ways kind of reinventing the wheel. And we have experienced psychological lockdown, many of us on different levels. And Deepak Chopra, who's amazing, if you haven't, you know, uh, tuned into him yet, that's a very good idea. He's also co-written with Uma Naidu, an article on on uh, LinkedIn about how to um, heal from psychological lockdown. So I'll just kind of be coming in and out of that a little bit. And so really, we are we're making a shift. I mean, some things might be even being reinvented totally from scratch and the rest of it, we're really trying to make a shift. And this might be a heavy lift for some of us, or maybe even many of us, because we've become so conditioned. And, uh, you know, when we become conditioned, classical conditioning actually is largely unconscious too. And so we're not even aware sometimes of what we're doing. We've gotten conditioned to wearing masks we got in condition to not shaking hands and doing all this weird elbow, you know, tapping, pumping, whatever we're calling that, and conditioned to not be together. That goes against every thread of human nature, no matter where you land on the introvert extrovert spectrum. It's just not how we are wired. So we've got this this dissonance going on in our heads, a psychological dissonance to not do what we what's instinctual actually and instincts are strong what keep us alive right and this to to be to be conditioned and rewarded by staying away from each other and also and for lack of a better word punished because all, all the when all that was going on with giving people fees for being if they were caught out and then curfews all this stuff and not saying I mean people we had to do what we had to do I think to survive this yet psychologically speaking that just does not compute, you know, and for anyone, which is a lot of anyone's because it's so common dealing with obsessive compulsive thinking. And, you know, I don't like the word disorder, so I'm not going to say that. 
So somebody, um, you know, diagnosed with that. And then there's the whole crew in the middle member spectrum thing. Life rarely happens in polarized, in a polarized manner. So people dealing with OCT, let's call it obsessive compulsive thinking. There are those diagnosed who really have a tough time getting out of the house and rich doing rituals. So bad things don't happen. Then there's, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum where it's maybe a little neat bothers them. Doesn't, you know, they don't really feel comfortable leaving, you know, a radio station on an odd number or something like that. And then there's the whole middle people who are functioning and from the outside looking in, it looks like they're managing just fine though. They, it takes everything they have in them just to get through their day because there's so many racy monkey mind thoughts going through um, making them do certain things and keeping the having things a certain way and, and that, so the whole crew on the OCT spectrum through this pandemic trauma have, have an, really had an extra something to deal with because if it's not enough to live in mental prison and manage that yourself, the whole world, the external world has been reinforcing what you already hold to be true, which is if I do this, something bad's going to happen. If I do that, I'm going to get sick. If I do this, that's going to happen. Or it, it's, it, it's the whole world has been extra, extra, extra careful with neatness. And, and if somebody on the OT, OCT spectrum in particular, you know, if, if they're, um, those thoughts manifest in a way that's like germophobic, then they really have had a lot to contend with because even neurotypicals have been, you know, doing all these behaviors and following all, you know, following the rules for this. And it just reinforces the whole thing, which means that it's really, really strong at this point really, really strong, and which also means it's going to be a heavy lift to undo it. I mean, it just is what it is, and it's going to be heavier for some than others, and that isn't fair, and it sucks, and it's also just true. So there's going to be part of it that's going to be a shift, and that shift might be a heavy, heavy lift for some of us. We're going to talk about how to do it, though, and um, it's going to be gradual. It's going to involve some self-compassion and self and self-love because we don't have to jump straight into the fire, as they say. You know, and also throw a few stats at you, just a few, because too much hurt people's heads often, but just a couple can be validating. So I just actually uh, wrote uh, an article. Uh, inter- I was interviewed by Sarah Collins. She's a wonderful young lady who writes for Health Day News. And and, and this is from that article, because there was a Gallup poll that uh, <clears throat> said that 17, when 17% of the people responded to the survey wanted to continue working from home for fear of catching the Rona. Okay. Even with people vaccinated, people start getting it. My faves, the New York Yankees, I think I don't quote me exactly, but I think seven of them vaccinated. also just got it. So people are still afraid and people are also maybe a little pissed because we've, you know, kind of been made to do this thing and people have been like, Ooh, kind of, you know, kind of excited, but kind of like, Ooh, not enough time. You know, so it's just been, you know, a lot of weirdness with that. And now um, some people are still are, are maybe a little bit um, tolerant, but maybe like, what's up with this? That sometimes the rules are still wearing masks. I'm like, what's up with that? I got the vax to not do this. And so that's annoying. So maybe I just want to stay home and continue to work for that reason. And then, uh, and also the fear of getting it again, because even with the vax, we know we can still carry it and all that stuff. And then 44% of the of the folks who responded to the, responded to the Gallup poll so that they wanted to continue working home, um, working at home just because they prefer it, just because they prefer it. And so this, this is important. 
Um, because I, I think this is going to lead into the, the flex thing that's probably happening. Oh, and then also Sarah t- uh, wrote in here, the American Psychiatric Association said that recently that half of Americans are hesitant about going back in person, um, whether vaccinated or not. And that's a lot. Half. That means if you took your little pointer finger and went one, two, one, two, one, two, that would be, you know, half of everybody you're actually looking at, whether that's your house or work or classroom or whatever. That's a lot of people who aren't chomping at the bit to go back in person. You know, and I think there are lots of reasons for this. And if we're really honest with ourselves, because it can be human nature to do what's easy. So there's obviously, and I'm not judging anybody, please hear the disclaimer. There's been so much talk about this. There's that very legit fear of getting the Rona, especially if somebody has got compromised you know, health circumstances with, you know, lungs, you know, asthma, you know, any of that and or they've got a child or a partner, whoever at home who's got, you know, compromised with something or taking care of an aging parent. All that stuff is still there like it was when the Rona first hit and the world closed. So there's that. And then if we're honest, okay, I know for me and I love where I teach at Champlain College, I think those of you who listen know that it's just and it, it's just, it's such a positive environment. And I'm just surrounded with the best people, also very smart people, very intelligent people, though they're just, they're just kind and loving and upbeat and dance to their own beat and all that thing. Plus we have a gorgeous campus. I'm just going to put that out there. So I, and I'm also very extroverted. So I'm, I'm super excited to get back. And, and also, I will also say, because I have quite a commute, it's a two and a half hour, almost two, I mean, two hour, two hours and 20 minutes round trip commute. And it's a beautiful commute. So I haven't minded. I kind of, I'm mindful for most of it. And then I'll kind of maybe plan my class while I'm kind of tuning into there. Sometimes um, uh, put in my, my Italian uh, language uh, CDs and learn from those. And, and, and still that said, you know, in, in my Jeep, which, you know, the has eight cylinders. So the gas is not, and now it's up. I mean, it's definitely cheaper. I'm just, if we're honest, it's cheaper to, to not drive in wherever you go. And if you're taking a train someplace, you got all that to deal with. That is human nature. Like, Hey man, I didn't have to take the subway or the, or the T or the Metro or the, um, the tube or whatever. I didn't have to do that. And so it's money and it's all that, you know, uh, convenience. I mean, it's obviously more convenient to be in our living room or if you're fortunate enough to create a workspace in your home or apartment, then good for you. And we can become and did become and continue to become, um, you know, comfortable because this has been so much easier in some ways, cheaper, more convenient. And it gave us more time. I mean, I'm thinking about and I I did go in. I was I stayed in person. I never really left. I mean, the minute they let us go back, I was in person. And that said, I still did. I still uh, did my grading and paperwork at home. So I was driving in for the class days, two long days a week, but the other two or three, I was here working. And wow, think of the time you get back because when you're not in the train, you're not on the train, the Metro, or you're not driving, you know, that that's, so if we put all that together, cheaper, more convenient, more comfortable, easier, more time, more. And if let's say, uh, you don't have all the grading to do your jobs different. Well, then you, then you have like all that free time extra cause you're not commuting too. So that's a tough sell. That's a really tough sell to try to, you know, uh, you know, g- to try to draw say drag people back to being in person full time. That's a really tough sell. 
And I think it's important to just sit with those feelings, you know, before we, before we even get to the actual going back part, just sit with the feelings and validate this. Okay. I've had a year and a half of, um, you know, things being cheaper. I have more money in the bank than I did because that's a lot of gas money saved or metro or train ticket saved or whatever, uh, over a year. If you usually do a lot of traveling for your job, for business, you do a lot of flying, that certainly is a time saver, right? And uh, maybe if you have small kids, I, you know, I got to I got to spend more times more time with my kids while I was home, you know, working all that stuff to just just validate validate how we are feeling because the pandemic brought a lot of loss with it. A lot of people lost jobs and lost family members, literally. And there's just been a lot of loss and a lot of change. And now, now we've gotten used to being able to spend time with kids and partners and, um, and have an easier non-commute and saving money, all this stuff. So now here we go again with more loss and change. And I think it's so important to, to just, just give ourselves that it's, it's the best way. Instead of just leapfrogging over it and jumping back in, and without acknowledging all of this rapid, rapid change, because it is rapid, it's a year and a half. That is not that long. Um, never mind all the other stuff that happened during the pandemic. You know, the ongoing racism, which has, you know, been there for a very, 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 you know, centuries, right? Um, and it was, and there were some very pronounced acts during during this whole thing. The capital whole situation. There's it just, it's, it's huge. And it's so important to take deep breaths, just a big deep breath. And cause we need to reset, we need to reset and we need to reset on our own time to a degree. Now, obviously we can't control all of that because employers may say this date, that date, and that's okay too, because we got, we do have to get back to it, I think, but we have to get back to it while, while breathing deeply, very deeply and validating what we've been through this last year and a half, how we feel now in this moment, and then and then sitting with that. This is ultra, ultra important, in my opinion. It's and it's also important to realize if you if you don't have an awareness of where you land on the introverted ex, extroverted spectrum, like in life, rarely it lands on both sides. So people say, Oh, I identify as introvert, I identify as extrovert. Well, there's the whole middle, right? And you, you can land in the middle. I'm not talking about the Myers-Briggs personality inventory. I'm not even a huge fan of that um, for many reasons we don't need to get into right now. Um, it, and, and people who are not aware of it, I mean, it's a really, this is, there's probably never a better time to become aware now, just like you're aware of anything else about yourself. The food you like, the food you don't like, situations where you're comfortable in or not comfortable in. Um, it's important to really know that because people who are not aware of what the words really mean um, out in the world, they often equate extroverted with being outgoing, which is a trait that often coincides with being extroverted, but that's not what defines it. Or introverts are just, you know, quiet, still waters run deep people. Also, also true as far as traits go, they can correlate. Um, however, it's not what defines an introvert either. And so it's important to realize that introversion and extroversion Really, the number one definer for these is how you recharge your batteries. It's important to know what really recharges your batteries, not what the world says recharges you or not what your family says recharges you, what you say 
recharges you. So the extroverts like myself, we are, we get recharged. We get such a, just such a, an electric charge out of being around, around people, around lots of people. And with teaching, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how much it fills me up and over the top. My, my cup overfloweth for many reasons. And it also fits with my level of stimulation because every day is different, even though it's young adults and I'm teaching the same classes often. Every single day is different because they say different things. And so being with them all day and being with my colleagues all day just is such it's a charge for me. It, it, it recharges my battery. It doesn't does not drain me. I love it. I'm processing what they say on the way back. I can't wait to get there. Bah, 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 bah. And so somebody who's introverted in that situation, though, though plenty of introverts do teach and do love it, they probably would would probably have some th- things in place, like um, knowing that when they go home, that's it. I'm going to binge on YouTube or I'm going to read a book or I'm going to retreat because introverts recharge salt with solitude and, and by themselves or and or and with an, with like another really comfortable person like the one-on-one, they usually have a, a very, very best friend and maybe a few acquaintances. We extroverts have lots of friends and acquaintances because we like that. And neither one is better or worse than the other. And in the United States, and I love my country, we often value extroversion, especially in the business world, more than introversion. I don't want to get too off topic here. Um, but that's ridiculous because we are we're born how we're born. We're wired how we're wired. So being introverted or extroverted you can't change that any more than you can change having brown eyes or being, you know, five feet tall or six foot five or whatever. Uh, we we can change we can change our behavior to look like we're introverted or extroverted, you know, and kind of practice these, you know, socially acceptable. Not socially acceptable. I'm thinking of socially acceptable. No, I really mean social norms. I'm thinking business world particularly, you know, to kind of attend some of these little finger foodie things we really don't feel like doing, but we do anyway. I personally love those little finger foodie things. I also love to eat, but we, we have to, sometimes we have, we're kind of forced by society to kind of look a little more extroverted, but in reality we are who we are and we recharge how we recharge. And that's how it is. And I'm hoping you love yourself exactly how you are because the, the introverts of the, of, of the world, thinking United States in particular bring so much to the table. You know, they're paying attention on a different level and, they lead in a different level and we need everybody. That's the thing. So as far as the, the, the merging back in slow and steady does win the race. So, so the, the thing is to really know what your comfort level is with stimulation and be really paying attention to that now more than ever, because introverts who have been home this whole time have in many ways, you know, had like kind of an ideal, I don't want to say ideal because there's so much stress in the air, not ideal, but let's say a more fitting situation to their level of stimulation and to be really be aware of that and be so gentle with yourself selves uh, as far as easing back in. Um, and we're going to get into also um, there's probably going to be a flex hybrid is what we call it in academia, but even in the business world that the talk across, you know, you can see it all on the internet and articles written and everything that the road has changed things. And we've realized that we don't have to be, you know, it's different. Obviously, we can't make a broad, huge statement because mechanics, you can't do that from, you know, home. Surgeons, same thing. Um, but for many jobs and not not just academia, but, the, you know, business and there are just lots of things that you can do partially from home. 
and like my son, for example, works up my old, our oldest son works for a computer company. And they realized from this that, you know, lots of this can be done on zoom meetings. You have to come maybe a couple days a week, but better for the environment, better for the company. Cause they're not paying for all that office space, better, 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 better. And to have, you know, some kind of flex situation. So uh, the introverts, I, th- I think, you know, that, that may be good for you too. So in addition to knowing, being aware of your introverted, extroverted, wherever you land on that spectrum, learning your level of stimulation, comfortability, and then, and then tapering your new life, because we are talking about reinventing a new life here, around that the best you can, working with employers to maybe, you know, um, if you go in three days in person when the, the days where it's essential with meetings and then you've got the flex time at home two days a week or however. And it's all, in addition to that, it's important to realize that you are not alone with your feelings. And I'm sure the world at large is talking about this. Um, I know it where, where I uh, teach at, um, at Champlain, there's definitely a lot of talk about this. It's important to realize that you are not alone with your feelings. That's important in life in general because loneliness is bad. It's just, it's, it's bad for our mental health, our physical health. It's so important to realize you're not alone with your feelings and also to reach out. And regardless of what that reaching out looks like, introverted, extroverted, that means finally being able to get it, get together in 3d, which I personally can't wait for and to process this and talk about this. If you're more introverted, get on the phone, maybe versus texting or, or zooming, actually talk to somebody on the phone or meet up for a one-on-one, you know, with somebody you, that you trust and a colleague, and just just talk about what a heavy lift this might be for you. It's just so important. And then I feel like I want to sing the you know the Eagles song, "Take It Easy," because this I think people get it. We get it that it is a heavy lift, and we are reinventing life. And again, it doesn't mean like if you're due back on you know July twentieth or. Or if you're already there and you're you're already at work and they're amping it up or making changes that have more demands or whatever, um, to take it, sing the "Take It Easy" song by the Eagles, and to re- just remember gradual baby steps, slow and steady wins the race. So it doesn't mean to go find the busiest subway station in New York. It means to um, to get on a routine. That's the next step is to really start getting yourself in a routine, and hopefully even trying to get dressed through the pandemic because it was good for your brain anyway. But now it's a really good idea to start setting that alarm um, baby steps here and going for walks is a really good idea to, to get a routine. Cause we, we've talked about this in several podcasts. The brain needs that anyway. It needs a start time for the day and an end time for the day. So the routine in the morning with um, set the alarm, hopefully go for a walk, something physical, maybe a little caffeine fix, healthy breakfast, um, read the paper, blah, 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 and then start your day. And also at the end of the day, that wind down is so super important in general. And, and of course, the other thing to remember, uh, regardless of where you land on the introverted, extroverted spectrum, is that you know, from a positive psychology point of view, psychologically speaking, relationships, we know, regardless of of you know uh, where you land on the spectrum is they are the most important thing for longevity and life satisfaction <clears throat> so live your happiness happiest best most authentic life we all need relationships and that for the introvert that might be like one or two really solid you know safe comfortable people 
And for the expert, that might be, you know, more people. The point is, it's not about quality. It's about, sorry, I just said that backwards. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. Knowing that you have people you can count on. That is, if you have one of those, that is he, she, they are a diamond for you. And no better time than now to really reach out, whether it's by phone, it's in person, if, and then start to work towards in person because that's where we're headed. Go out for lunch, do something that makes it easy. Um, go out to a drive-in movie, that's happening now. Restaurants, that's one thing I missed huge throughout the Rona. And, you know, just baby steps, but to really start to get out there rather than throwing yourself right in the fire. This way, when you um, go back, in academia, you you know you go back to start classes or staff go back to all the orientation stuff. You're feeling a little a little more comfortable, and then and then lastly, I'd say to continue to um, realize that for a little while longer, it's a good it's in our best interest to work at being comfortable with the uncomfortable, knowing that it's going to get better because. The brain is very plastic, and of course, not meaning Fisher Price plastic, but malleable, flexible. Wants to heal, wants to you know bend in the direction we need it to bend. And even though it doesn't feel it, it's going to get better and easier. It is, it absolutely is. This is how we're wired. So just just how we got wired to you know just shift out of our um, night jammies to our day jammies and stay on the couch. And and stress eat and do all these other things and binge watch YouTube through the Rona, we can now be reconditioned to get back at it in person, whatever that looks like for for you, um, whatever it looks like for what your what your career or calling is. We can absolutely and we will be reconditioned. It's just gonna it might be a heavier lift for some than others, like we mentioned, and to realize that we ha- that we have to try our best to be patient with ourselves to be loving and kind with ourselves and others and to stick together, talk about it, reach out and communicate because this is all so important and to just stay with it one foot in front of the other because slow and steady truly does win the race. Uh, This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day.